0: What's your favorite
1: scary movie?
2: Be afraid. Be very
1: afraid. You're gonna need a bigger boat. Here's Johnny. The power of Christ compels you! The power of Christ compels you! Whatever you do, don't
2: i'm jamie
0: and i'm nikisha and this is talking horror with jamie and nikisha where we share our love for spooky things and talk horror through the lens of human behavior welcome guys Welcome. so today a special a special time we are filming this at a certain time but when this released It will be the spooky Friday the 13th. So we are talking about the 1980 American slasher film, Friday the 13th.
1: Steve should never have opened this place again. There's been too much trouble here. Did you know that a young boy drowned the year before those two others were killed? The counselors weren't paying any attention. They were making love while that young boy drowned. His name was Jason. I was working the day that it happened, preparing meals. Here, I was the cook. Jason should have been watched
0: every minute. He was...
1: He wasn't a very good swimmer.
2: Ooh, I mean... <laughs> Exactly.
0: All of Wait, also, thing.
1: also, this is our 13th episode.
0: No way! Okay!
1: Yeah, that was a coincidence, but like, how cool is that?
0: It was destiny. We were always meant for this moment.
1: Right? Mm-hmm. The 13th episode on Friday the 13th, about Friday the 13th, this is wild!
0: This is really crazy and <laughs> also amazing. It's yes, worked. Well, this film was directed and produced by Sean S. Cunningham and written by Victor Miller. It stars a plethora of people that I will go through now. Betsy Palmer, Adrian King, Harry Crosby, Laurie Bartman, Mark Nilsson, Janine Taylor, Robbie Morgan, the amazing Kevin Bacon and his beautiful ass, and Ari (laughs) Lehman as... (laughs) So... Before we get into everything, obviously, heavy spoilers. So if you have not watched any of the Friday the 13th, please watch it now. It's so great. And then come back and listen to us. Mm
2: -hmm. Are there any trigger
0: warnings that we should be warned about, Uh,
2: I would say murder and horny teenagers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The best combo for... (laughs) 20 teenagers and heads being chopped off. Mm-hmm. Yes. So before we get into all of that, is there anything new in life? Have you watched anything? It's been a minute since we have recorded together. Have y'all seen anything?
1: Well, The the, the most exciting thing, I think, and it happened today, was we watched the Midnight Mass trailer, the new Mike Flanagan TV show on Netflix. Um, I am super excited for that. Like, really excited. September 24th can't come soon enough.
0: Oh, yes. You guys sent it to me today and I just watched it before I got on here and anything Mike Flanagan does, I am just heavily invested in. So this is going to be a ride and I cannot wait to experience it. It's going to be good, 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 good.
1: Also, yeah, we should, maybe we do that. Maybe we do that season series on talking horror. That'd be fun.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, that'd be great. Also, I watched the – speaking of trailers, because that's all I have been doing, getting ready for the season, tis the season. But I watched the Don't Breathe 2 trailer. Mm. Really excited Mm about that. And the Venom 2 trailer and just all the sequels. Mm -hmm. And what was the other one that I – I wrote it down. Ah, but I was really excited about – Don't Breathe, because I think that'll be good. And I've watched, like, of course, the Halloween trailer. The Halloween Mm -hmm. trailer that's coming out. So, it should be really good. We should be in for a very, very good Halloween this year with everything coming out.
1: Very spooky Um, season. What are your thoughts on the uh, Don't Breathe 2 trailer? Because, like, the reason I ask is because, like, he is not an empathetic character. Like, he did some terrible things in the first one and now we're supposed to like potentially root for his survival. Like, like, how do we feel about that? I mean, I'm going to save my, uh, again, I'm just posing that question because like, let's see how the movie creates the narrative around him. And I I don't want to take away from the fact that like, I need to see the movie to have an opinion, but like, you know, this is a podcast. What do we think?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely agree. Because when I first saw it, I was like, Oh, this is taking an interesting turn to an interesting direction That I don't fully know If I can form an opinion on, like you said Until I actually watch the whole movie And see how it all pans out mm. But it definitely the trailer does lend itself For him to be the hero And he was a terrible person <laughs> In the first movie So I don't know how he can have any kind of Redemptive quality But maybe there's some nuances in the movie That will kind of ease that for us So we'll see I'm give- I'm open-minded to it, I'll say that also because I like
2: him as an actor. Same. Fair. So <laughs> any thoughts, Jamie? you like, yeah. yeah. Uh, it just makes me feel icky. I, <laughs> I'm like going into it just like, Ugh. It, you're going to have to do a lot to like turn my opinion around on this. But just, Ugh. I just think about the um, uh, turkey the baster. baster. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just want to hope for the best. <laughs>
0: and see what happens but also you know as someone who watches horror movies and rooting for the bad people i mean you know whatever it is what it is
1: <laughs> Totally.
0: great well are we ready to get into it let's get into this movie. yes
1: friday the 13th
0: uh we need to figure out what is going on in this movie, though. And I think Jamie would love to do this 2 minute plot summary. Of I would Fodding rather
2: the- be beheaded <laughs> by Jason.
1: Watch the plot. <laughs> yes.
2: Or who else? Not even. Dot, dot, dot. Exactly.
1: Well, perfect segue. You have two minutes to describe the plot of this movie in three, two, one, go.
2: Okay, so we are in the way, way past, and we see two camp counselors at Camp Crystal Lake in New Jersey uh, going to... Be intimate and do naughty things, and then they get murdered. And then, fast forward into the future, but still, you know, the past, um, in uh, whatever year the future is, the 870, uh, when um, all these camp counselors are. Convening at Camp Crystal Lake, which is due to be reopened since the previous murders from the 50s. Um, And then one by one, they all get murdered. The summary is going to be pretty lame because everyone just gets murdered um, until the final girl you know, is the only one not murdered. She discovers all of the bodies. And then all of a sudden, this person, Mrs. Voorhees, shows up and is like, oh, I'll come help you. I used to work here. And then she reveals that her son drowned in 1957, the year before the counselors who were going to bone in 1958 got murdered. And she blames the camp counselors who were too busy boning to pay attention to her son, which is why he got murdered. And now she is exact- enacting her revenge. But also he is her, is she, is me. She's, she's has some things going on uh, and is talking to herself. But um, the final girl is able to uh, decapitate Mrs. Voorhees. Um, very dramatic. Then she's floating out on the eponymous uh, crystal lake. That's a hard word to say. Um, And then all of a sudden she gets attacked by Jason's corpse. And then she wakes up in the hospital and she's like, what's going on? And they were like, there's no boy there. And she's like, he's still
1: there. And that's your time. (laughs) Perfect.
0: Amazing
2: job. (laughs) We don't have to, like, get into each individual murder. Well,
1: you know? we'll talk about them for sure, yeah, but... No, we'll then, yeah. talk
2: about them. You see, general... Just a lot of
0: murders. A lot of murders. Also loved your uh, Mrs. Voorhees voice.
1: Oh, yeah. What is, what is Mrs. Voorhees sound like? <laughs>
2: I don't know. I'm, he is me, Jason. Kill, kill. Kill, kill. Yes.
1: <laughs> that's the plot. <laughs>
0: Okay. So have you guys seen this before? What were your initial thoughts? Is this your first time watching
2: it? Give me the details. So I know I've seen this movie before. However, I like can't actually recall seeing the movie. Like I, I, you know, for some of the other ones, I have like very like stuck-in-my-brain memories of seeing Nightmare on Elm Street at a sleepover in middle school, and then I had nightmares. I remember seeing Poltergeist at a sleepover in elementary school, and then I had nightmares. I, like, can't remember when I saw this movie, but I know everything that happened in it, especially the end. So now, so then I'm wondering, like, you know, did anyone ever watch those, um, like scary movie moments on Bravo when it, it, Bravo's still a thing, but they used to have these like series where they would like highlight all like a hundred scary movie moments uh, on sure. like for hours and they would break down like, you know, all it's like spoiler century, like all the, you know, most important scenes in all of these horror movies were there. So like that piqued my interest. And, and so at some point I assume I've seen this movie. Um, But in terms of like first slashers, I think this one's not too bad, Um, especially like, you know, we saw Black Christmas, which start like kickstarts all of this. I think that this one holds its own well enough um, for most of it until like without the Jason popping up piece, like the idea of this mom getting her revenge and like never wanting this camp to open because something bad happened to her child. Like I'm, I'm following this story. Like I'm in it. Um, and you know, we'll, we'll probably talk a little bit about how she portrays herself, but I think overall, like it, it's a pretty clever idea that obviously over the course of the, chain of Friday the 13th gets really um insane and I'm more than happy to talk to anybody about Jason X which is my favorite of the Friday the 13th chain um but yeah I I thought it was you know pretty good uh better than Black Christmas um but for me I think I have more nostalgia for like some of those other uh, the horror movies that I mentioned from sleepovers that gave me nightmares.
0: Yeah. That's so crazy that you mention that in regards to if you feel like you've seen it or not, because I started this movie and then realized that I have never seen. This movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm going to remember like certain parts of it, blah, blah, blah. And the only thing I remember is the final scene with Jason coming out of the water and it's because I watch a lot of watch mojo, mm-hmm, top movies, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. And I always, and I don't even care about the spoilers. I'm like, Oh, it's whatever. I'll get when I get to it. So like, I already knew that that scare was happening, but that was the only moment that I have ever seen in that <laughs> entire movie. So did not realize Kevin Bacon was in the movie. I knew like who the killer was through various things and, you know, watching, other horror movies like screen that reference you know the friday the 13th and all that stuff like that so it was really cool to watch this for the first time and i loved it i loved everything about it i loved uh the prosthetics and the gore especially for the 1980s because this is like fresh off of the first halloween and mm-hmm. i really didn't that, that one was that gory. So to watch Friday the 13th and really see them going in on the gore and the blood, it was mm-hmm. really cool to watch. And then also cool to see all of the standard tropes that we know today that people make fun of with the final girl and the creepy old man that warns you that there's something <laughs> you're going to all die. <laughs> there's something wrong. Yeah,
2: You're all gonna, you're cussed. Y'all gonna die.
0: (laughs) And I loved the fact that we're introduced to the first girl and she's the one that dies, just kind of like Scream does. Uh, Spoiler alert for Scream if you haven't seen that movie. But I have to
1: say, I was completely shocked. That she was not the final girl. Oh, also, I have before this. I have never seen a Friday the Thirteenth movie, any of them. So this was my first time even experiencing any of them. Like you two, I know the ending of this. I know it's the mom, and I know that he pops out of the water. But I, I, this was my first complete and utter experience with any Friday the Thirteenth. So I was totally, totally taken by surprise that. This girl we start following from the beginning of this was not the final girl and she was the first one to go. Total shock to me. Love that.
0: Which made it, again, I agree, it made it even better because now you're like, oh, this is really about to be a shit show. Like, who is it? Who are we following? And we really aren't, Following one specific person, now we're following the group of people, mm-hmm. and then you just know <laughs> that they're all gonna die. And it was really random to have that other girl with the short blonde hair be the one to survive, um, which I just that one that one for me was just like oh well maybe they could have just killed everybody and then it would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it was I I loved it, and I'm trying to think. I'm looking at oh. And then the killer motif, music motif that happens. I mean, just like classic things. And then the fact that you you don't even see Jason as we know Jason now. Mm-hmm. So now it makes me to go and watch the other ones, see how he's created. Because I <laughs> definitely watched the two thousand nine reboot of Friday the Thirteenth. Mm. That was absolutely terrible. Okay, but so has- yes.
1: Nikisha. I today went through a Wikipedia rabbit hole and read every single plot of every single Friday the 13th movie. So in the second movie, again, I'm sure if there are any Friday the 13th nuts listening to this, like they're going to be like, you idiots. But like this is what I've learned. So are there the- any
2: Friday the 13th? <laughs> nuts out there i would love to meet you i want, yeah, I want to totally. talk to you I, I
1: say that lovingly because like i'm a like monster squad nut um but uh <coughs> which we have to do at some point but um so this is what i i learned they're set up like the saw series and that they kind of like Start where the last one ends Whether it's like immediately Or like a couple of months later Or something like that They all do that But then once you get to like Jason X and Stuff like that It just goes so off the rails um, I mean not that these But in the second one apparently He just wears a bag over his head And then in the third one He finds a barn And he grabs the hockey mask So the third one introduces the hockey mask And that's what keeps it going on And he keeps getting resurrected Through like electricity or like some wild things. And then like similar to the Saw series, the actual Jason dies. And then um, there's a copycat killer who takes on Jason's mask for like two movies or something like that. And then they bring back the actual Jason for other ones through like electricity and a grape. It's, freaking wild but the reason that i'm bringing this up is because i too Nikisha, knew the ending i know for a fact that like jason as we know him is not in this i was still surprised to not see the hockey mask in this because you just associate it so much um but i did some reading on this as well i read some articles and some like chapters and books that like talk about horror like online today and what was very interesting is the uh, gender aspect of this movie. They never, you, back in the, at least in the 80s, you never ever for a second think that it's anyone other than a male who's committing these crimes. You see work boots, you see kind of like a jumpsuit at certain times. So the twist that it's Mrs. Voorhees is not surprising to us because we know it. But like at that point in time where the killer was always male, this was like, a total and and a a young male at that or like a middle-aged male like the fact that it was an older female woman was like a total shocker and like i I guess i didn't really take that into account when watching and i thought that was fascinating and a lot of these articles i read like talk about like the the role of gender in these movies with the final girl the females in the movie as well as the fact that it is a female killer at least in this one and then the and then the whole Franchise changes once it just becomes about Jason. And we'll. I guess we'll talk about the ending in a little bit. But, like, I thought that was all fascinating. And I really enjoyed this movie. This was definitely one of the better originals that I've watched that I really enjoyed. I also have a nostalgia for sleepaway camps and camp and, like, the scary things that, like, go bump in the night at sleepaway camps. So, like, this was very much up my alley. And I also did not know Kevin Bacon was in this. But what a tush. What a tush.
0: I was going to ask you, that brings me... Kevin Bacon's ham. Oh, my God. God. Kevin Bacon's ham. Let's go. You can
2: mute yourself for the remainder of this episode. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Hey, but quick question. So, Brian, obviously, you've been to sleepaway camps. You have too, Jamie? Been to sleepaway camps? Yes. Okay. I've never had that experience, and Hmm. I'm... Actually, kind of happy because (laughs) in watching any of those horror movies, I would not want to be in those situations. But going back to what you said, Brian, with the gender roles, it just sparked up a question of why do you think that horror movies have a final girl? Like, what do you think is the purpose of having the final person be a female? Or do you think there was any thought to it, or they were just like, Oh this is this is how we're writing it and it just kind of snowballed into that. Like do you have any thoughts about that either of you?
2: I mean <clears throat> uh, I guess like it it had already become a trope, right? Like it by the by the time that this came out and this came out after Halloween we said. Mm-hmm. So so there's that and and Black Christmas. Like I think there was enough that this was succeeding and following in, in their footsteps and capitalizing on like some elements that were already successful, I think is part of it. But I don't know, I guess like you probably do some like deeper analysis of some like pure of heart, like, I don't know, I was going to make something up about like what I'm sure people who have like actually written about the final girl and like there's so many articles and like books and things into like, what does it mean? Like, what is, what deeper meaning is there of, of what she represents? And, and like, you know, is there some degree of like innocence or, or, you know, or like a virgin or like things like that, that I think play a role in, in why somebody, survives all of these things and and they don't necessarily get into that too deeply in this one um but that's like some of the thoughts that come to mind but i cut you off brian
1: no i was literally gonna say the same thing i i assume it has something to do with like purity virginity pureness of heart that is the only thing that could subconsciously combat the, you know the the pure sin and evil you know of these characters whether it's whether it's Jason whether it's um uh Freddie whether it is uh mike Myers or whatever what whatever the case may be um, that that would just be my guess right off right off the top
0: yeah, it's, it's just so interesting. I mean, like, yes, the virgin purity, whatever, but that can also be a male. I mean, you know what I mean? I know we think about, like, and this is on a religious aspect of, like, the Virgin Mary. And so that's the purest mm-hmm. form, of, like, mm-hmm. woman. So I can definitely see why that might be the case of, like, this is the only thing that can combat all of the evil, like, the purest form, the, in the religious world of, like, good and evil, you know, like, <coughs> the best of them all is, like, the Virgin Also, Mary.
1: I mean, you know, also, I think there's the... Misog- I mean, it's all misogynist, but, like, the misogynist aspect of the fact that, like, women are, quote, frail, and so you have this frail being defeating this, like... Potentially overpowering, whatever, by just, you know, I mean, that's probably another aspect of it that could probably use another deep dive into, you know, whatever that means. But like, I think I, I, and, but we see it now with movies like You're Next and Ready or Not, where the female character while still looking frail because all hollywood actresses are like rail thin like but but like also i don't know like you know the the main image of ready or not is her with a shotgun the main image of her in your necks is her like blood spotted on her face holding the axe you know like i think that like a 70s, 80s one Running around and like accidentally Like Jimmy Lee Curtis doesn't even get him At the end of the first Halloween movie Like doesn't the just doctor does get saved
2: like, like, like by the I, doctor I think, Yeah like they're like I think in the beginning It's not just them holding their own Which I think is a really good point That like even the idea of this trope Has evolved with more contemporary horror movies Where it's actually like Highlighting that You know, women or like female-identified characters carry this, carry strength. Like, can can hold their own and like don't need to be saved by someone else, especially by the the, male who's like coming in to swoop in to you know take care of everything. So like, even even that like shift from Halloween to this of like Mm -hmm. like she she decapitates Mrs Voorhees on her own like before the police even arrive. So like, even that seems like you know a bit of a shift from. Lori Strode, like somebody else coming in to save her.
1: And same thing with black Christmas. They don't actually get the bad guy. Like they like pin it on the boyfriend who she does kill, but like, she also kills the wrong person. And they just like, okay, cool. Like, you know, but it looks like they're hugging, but she stabs him. They didn't even like show him her stabbing him. Um, Like this one, it's like very clear with intention. The actual bad guy is killed by the final girl. Um, which I find, which is like I just I didn't even realize. till right now, it was it was pretty empowering. It was really good. Also, I will say that the beheading was my least favorite effect in this movie.
2: Really? Ooh. Okay. The best
1: one was the axe to the face. That effect was spectacular.
2: I was thinking about the arrow to the back of the throat.
1: Oh, that's a good one too. Yeah.
0: Yes, I, I liked I liked that one too. But it was just something about. Seeing all of the gore with the head being like completely chopped off and there's no like cut shots of, you know, oh, we see her with the knife. But then the next shot is just a head rolling on the ground, like seeing it all.
1: Mm -hmm, Fair.
0: There was something to that that was, oh, wow, y'all are really getting into this. And like you have the freedom to show, you know, whatever you want to show with this. And I was uh, also kind of disappointed that we didn't see the girl in the archery field, like that actual death. Mm. Mm. Dead.
1: <laughs> I Actually, like, I I had the same feeling. I wish we had seen more murders. I feel like a lot. May, may, maybe it had to do with budget constraints. But like, we didn't see the woman. We didn't see the girl in the archery field. We didn't see Bill really get killed at the at the, um, the generator. Um, uh, You know, there were a couple ones in there that we just like, that I would have liked to have seen because like this movie really was a pick them off movie. There was no secondary plot line, like hollow, which I liked that there was no secondary plot line. There was no, like the, the psychiatrist is looking for him. There's no like any of that. It is straightforward. These people have no idea what is after them. All these kids get picked off, not knowing that the other ones are really dead. And like, it's only till the end that they realize that they're all getting picked off, which like, I kind of really appreciated. um, Cause each one was kind of a surprise for them. No one was like running from him or like trying to figure out how to beat him, which was like, I feel like I haven't seen one of those movies in a long time. And And it's usually them trying to like figure out like how do we defeat him, you know? Like uh, I definitely appreciated that aspect of things, and um, yeah, I would have liked to seen a little bit more death.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I, I agree. I think there's something to not, or I think there's more anxiety when you're experiencing. In real time with them and knowing that there is a killer out there, but mm. don't know that there's a killer out there. So it's one thing to be in the moment and they're like scrambling to try to get away. And there's some anxiety in that, but there's also the anxiety of you knowing more than them. And so you're just kind of like, in a way, when people are yelling at their movie screens, of like, oh my God, he's behind the door, like, move out mm-hmm. <laughs> of the way. There's just something to that that is exciting uh, before they get picked off. And that might be a little bit, you know, crazy, but this is horror and we love horror. So let's see all of the deaths. Show us. Show us all of the things. So speaking of all the killers, let's get into the mom because there is a lot going on there. (laughs) Don't experience it until the end. But I have two things. Tell me, do you think that she was a good killer? Did everything like work out in your brain of like, oh, yes, this is believable. I understand this. And then if Jamie, you could, and we've talked about this before, but the stages of grief because she's doing this out of grief. And where does Just Kill Everybody fit into those stages?
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's the fourth stage.
0: (laughs) So tell me how you feel about Mrs. Voorhees as a as a killer And then we can talk about her motivated actions.
2: I mean, until you, here's my opinion, until you see her in the end, like it's revealed. And then there is this uh, like altercation slash like chase with Alice. She's obviously very effective at being stealthy at like, you know, stabbing, chopping, um, (laughs) You know all of the.
0: She's carrying these bodies to different places. Yeah,
2: I think of it all. <laughs> yeah, like clearly very strong, um, but like, yeah. So like she, her capacity as a murderer seems you know like top notch, and then and then she reveals herself and. Like, the chase gets kind of bizarre, in my opinion. I mean, it's still, like, fine. Like, I still think the movie's fine till the end. But, like, I mean, one, she's, like, relentless and, like, <laughs> is so still very strong and cannot be defeated. I'm also, like, screaming because Alice is not, like, just, like, just kill this person who's, like, clearly trying to murder you. Like, what are you doing? And and time at time, <laughs> the slap... The slaps were great. That's an excellent, excellent scene. Um, but, like, seeing Mrs. Voorhees just, like, chase after Alice, like, she didn't seem as, like, cool, calm, and collected in that moment. And, and I don't know if, like, the timing of all of her previous murders were just so exact and perfect that, like, there was no fight. Which I guess, like, the ones that we saw, there was no fight, Um, and like a lot of it is catching people off guard. So then it begs the question, why did she come in and like reveal herself to Alice in the first place? Like she probably could have just kept chasing her, you know, under the guise of like, Alice has no idea what's going on, but all of her friends are being murdered. And like, it's still night out. Like she doesn't know where she's going. So like, why, why make it more difficult for you to like finish your murder spree? I don't know. That's. (laughs)
0: <laughs> they have to have a big reveal, Jamie. They have to like, let you know, this is the twist.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I get it, you know, for movie purposes, but like not, not ideal if you want to get all your murders and you know,
0: exactly. uh, purpose.
2: yeah. But <laughs> this- in terms of her like grieving, um, yeah. I mean, like there's a lot going on and like, she has seemingly taken on of like a, a version of her son's identity as a part of her identity, as what I would say is like one of the poorest like demonstrations of disassociative identity disorder ever. Um, okay. Because like, that's just not how that works. Um, how and like, works? there's a what, how does it work? Tell us. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not, I, I will, uh, I should give a bumper sticker that says like, I'm not an expert in fill in the blank here, but I am not an expert in disassoci- disassociative, identity disorder. Um, or like too many of like, there's a, there's like a whole category of like disassociative, um, like symptoms and experiences that folks can have, um, including like, you know, like disassociative fugue or like amnesia, where you like forget things about your life or like end up in new places and like have no idea how you got there, assume new identities, like all kinds of things. Again, like the brain is wild and will do a lot of things to protect us in moments of like really intense high trauma. So, you know, I think like There's, there's an, like, that's the closest that I think I'll get to saying, like, there's an element of, like, clearly Mrs. Voorhees was completely traumatized by the death of her son and, like, her brain, you know, did what it needed to do to, like, have her continue to, like, survive that and, like, keep, keep moving through life. But also, like, there was an element where, like, it created the version of her son, which, you know we don't know what happened to her between the murders in 1958 and then when the camp is like attempting to reopen in the present. And so we don't know how that continued to manifest. It's clear it manifested like in that year after, because she murdered those two camp counselors, but we have no idea, you know, what company she's been keeping with Jason in her head. Um, But yeah, I mean, in terms of what I know about disassociative identity disorder, like there's, it, it's, it's kind it's like your brain in a moment of trauma is like kind of compartmentalizing so that you're able to like survive something that is sometimes not survivable. And like in that can kind of split off into like, what they refer to as alters, like other, other identities that are that are to have like their own characteristics. Like they, they have physical characteristics that they can describe. They have, um, some have allergies that others don't, which is very interesting. Is that like the movie Split? So that, yeah, Split is a movie that is supposed to portray disassociative identity disorder. So it's like that same type of thing where one person's physical body has multiple identities within that person's physical body. Um, and like, well, yeah, I won't talk about split because like, I don't want to, you know, spoilers and whatnot, but, um, but yeah, like similar kind of thing, like trauma then, you know, creates these Alters, But I think like it cut like the idea that it stemmed from a really intense trauma, like the death of her son, her, the unexpected death of her son, I think makes sense. And that like from that moment on, you know, like she like her brain did what it needed to do to like help her survive. Unfortunately, it also, you know, led to her becoming a murderer because that, that was what she felt like she needed to do in order to um, prevent other children from like being murdered potentially uh, or a, like it, it's like a weird combo of like getting revenge, but also like obviously none of these people in the present were responsible for the death of her son and unclear if the people in 1958 that were murdered were also responsible for the death of her son So is it just revenge or is it like I'm protecting future children from harm? In which case, like very misguided.
0: (laughs) Very much misguided. (laughs) There's no need. They had nothing to do with anything. But again, like you said, the brain is so crazy because the fact that that trauma made her feel like that was the only option for her to get through. And then at that point, are you if she were if she were to survive and she just kills off, you know, everyone, gets mm-hmm. away with it. If you know, 20 years or so goes by and then they try to open the you know the camp again, it's like, does that stuff kind of stick with you that much that you would continue on that path?
2: I mean, but it seems like it did because he died in like what, fifty eight? Seven. And then sh- and then the first murders happened in 58, and then they didn't do anything until the present. Right,
0: which is around, like, maybe the 70s, we want to say, with the hairstyles <laughs> and the things.
1: Yeah, early. Well, this came out in 1980, so we'd assume that, like, it's, like, late 70s or early 80s, depending on when they, like, decided to do that.
0: Yeah, that <laughs> is that is insane. Brian, do you have thoughts about the... The mother, the killer.
1: Um, yeah, and this kind of relates to the end of the movie as well. The assumption is that she has created this either whether it's another identity or she's just like hearing voices in her head and they're commanding her to like kill or she's whatever or she's just killing them to prevent other children from dying. Whatever the case is, like those three things are pretty similar together how in terms of like motivation, justification for her. I hate the ending of, like, the kid, like, her imagining the kid jumping out of the water and getting her and, like, being convinced that Jason's alive. And then, like, in the movie, leaves on the cliffhanger, like, maybe the kid is alive, like, under the water. So, like, that, uh, to me, that undercuts, that's just, like, a fun, spooky thing at the end. To me, that undercuts, like, the actual interesting things about the movie like so it leads like maybe she is hearing her kid maybe the kid is like talking to her maybe you know what if jason is still under the lake like i don't know it just feels so disconnected from what the rest of the movie is trying to do and doing exceptionally well whether or not it's accurate about like how this woman's um uh you know, mental health would affect the situation and how accurate that was. But like, I don't know that end situation, like, yes, sure. It's a spook. You know, I, I, I didn't jump cause I knew it was going to happen, but I'm sure it really got people with well, the first time you're seeing, if you didn't know about this movie, I'm not, I'm not taking away from any of that, but in terms of like, and I'm, and maybe I'm just, overthinking this because it's it's some old and it's i mean old in terms of like it's one of the first of its kind but like i don't know i just like really didn't dig how the rest of that movie went with the rest of the how that part of the movie went with the rest of it however in the history of jason movies now like that kind of like jump starts the whole rest of the chain and stuff like that so i don't know it, to me, that moment, to in conclusion, to me, that undercuts the rest of the movie. But I get why that's the famous part, because it like you just don't see that coming a million miles away, because like it's not Jason. It's it's the mom. But also we're thinking about this from a totally different perspective, because like no one expected it to be Jason. The movie is not about Jason. They only mentioned in passing that a kid died in 1957, which I love. They're, they're not like we need to go to the. what Here's what, Related to what I was talking about before. It's not like they had to go to like the town center and like look up the newspaper from 1957 and be like, Oh my God, Jason's coming back to get us. Like this movie has nothing to do with Jason. And then all of a sudden the movie, I mean, it does, but you know what I mean. And then all of a sudden the movie is about Jason at the end. I don't know. Maybe I'm looking at this totally different because I wasn't in the, my butt wasn't in the seat in the eighties. And I know that there are a thousand other Jason movies about Jason killing them, but this one is not about that at all. So it's a weird thing for this to be your first movie after you, the first time watching it, like 35, knowing that like there are like 12 other Jason movies, especially. And then I read that the reboot, the 2009 one kind of like messes with the, um, the lore of it all, which is like a fascinating thing that like a lot of horror movies do now. But, um, um, yeah, that's my thought on Jason's mom. Awesome twist, amazing. Jason's
2: like, mom has got
1: it going. <laughs> on. Yes.
2: Wait, can I also just say on the Wikipedia page for Pamela Voorhees, her classification says vengeful, va- vengeful. Oh my god, vengeful, mass murderer, and camp cook.
1: Yeah, she was the camp cook. Yeah. <coughs> also, speaking of speaking of camp cook how did ralph get in the pantry did he walk in there and waited for people to like open the door to like spook them like ralph was just like in the pantry did he get lost did he come in the back way or he was like i'm gonna hide in the pantry and tell them that that god is telling them that they're cursed like (laughs) bro why are you in the pantry
0: he probably just wandered in there i mean his mind is already gone so he probably was was, hungry
1: yeah
2: He's like, I maybe have to he, warn them, but first, snack time.
1: Yeah, or maybe he was like, I'm going to eat a snack, and they open the door, and it's like, oh, shit, I got to do something. Uh, Y'all you, you're, all, you're all cursed. Uh, I got to go. <laughs> he,
2: he also so rode he to, his bike like 20 miles. Didn't fit. they say it was like a 20-mile distance?
1: Yeah, and then the creepy guy was like, I'll take you halfway, and then he asked like Ooh. creepy questions.
2: Yeah, he was creepy. I didn't like him <laughs> also, That's creepy
0: Also just backpacking by yourself What are you doing?
1: Yeah, I Even feel like that like, was normal though Like the uh, To me that seemed normal for the time
0: I mean, I guess for the time But that's still a long way to backpack You know what I'm saying? Like if you know that you have a job somewhere And you need to get to it You're just going to decide that's In 50 mile location That I'm just going to backpack it To, to get mm. there You know what I mean? Yeah, Not like I'm taking a trip, going to see a concert or whatever, Woodstock, and I'm going to backpack. It's just like, I have a job, and to get to this job, I'm going to backpack to this job.
1: Yeah. Uh, Another thing to talk about in this one also is, at no point was I worried, again, I knew who the killer was, as we all did, but at no point was I invested in who the killer was, because the characters weren't invested in who the killer was. Like, they're all, people are always, it's always a mystery, and I feel like this one was, I was more invested in like, okay, who's next, how they're going to kill him, I guess, which is the, the slasher movie, as opposed to like, okay, we got to fit, like... Um, Happy death day, super invested in figuring out who the killer was because it was set up as a mystery. And she also knew someone was after her. A lot of movies are set up that way as well. But I like the idea of this one where like it's not about who the person is. It's a great twist, but it's really about like, OK, how's the next person going to gruesomely die? And I I, I I enjoyed that.
0: Well, yeah, because you all know that they're going to die because there is no there's also really no investment in any individual character. So when the first girl is picked off, and that was when we were following, you know, in the beginning of the movie when she's gone, you're like, oh well, then where's this going to go? Because we're not really diving into any other characters, so that also kind of flipped the switch in my brain of like, well, everybody's going to die then. There's no, there's no one that we're actually following, so everybody is about to die,
1: and that's fine. There were some of them. I was rooting for them to die. <laughs> <laughs> This also is the well, first time I remember seeing like the goofy friend who's gonna easily die first, who's a horrible like sexual abuser when he like <laughs> pretends to drown and then kisses her. Like oh, that's Chris. messed up.
0: Yes. <laughs> it was just all all of the tropes. And then, you know, if you have sex, you're dead. If you say, I'll be right back, you're dead. You know, mm-hmm. just
1: also, all of the- It's also weird that in this one it's gross and disgusting and he's a skeeve, but it's charming in The Sandlot.
2: (laughs) The Sandlot. No, it's still gross.
1: Yeah, I guess. I mean, it is still gross. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point.
0: (laughs) It's it's bad, but I do love The Sandlot, so I'm just going to leave it at that. (laughs) I was going to bring up another point, but I forgot what I was going to say.
2: Oh, I have a question. Since we are kind, we've are uh, we opened this up to, like, the franchise chain at large, has anybody um, played the Friday the 13th game? I want to say that I watched someone
0: play that game, but I might be confusing it with Dead by Daylight.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Wait, there's a video game of Friday the 13th?
2: Yeah, so it came out in 2017 and was like very popular. Um, But I think it's, you can do, they're not like doing anything more with it. Like they kind of shut it down in 2020. But I think you can still technically do like peer-to-peer gaming. Um, But I don't think that there's like anything new.
1: Were you Jason or were you running away from Jason?
2: So both Mm -hmm. you could be either the, the, the counselors that were trying to survive or you could be Jason and then you had like special powers because like, you know, he's invincible. So like, and he somehow is always there. So I think there was like a fast travel, um, skill that you could do where you're like there really quickly. There was a, uh, like a rage out mode where you like can, you know, murder people really cool. Um, things like that. And, uh, I'm trying to remember what like the players could do. There's also one of the characters I think was like from the movie that they put in. And like, he, he has, he's like stronger. Oh, he's the only person who can kill Jason in the game. Um, but he can die. So like if he dies, then like all you can really do is just escape. Mm. Nice. Yeah, I feel like I did play play that, but
0: super cool. What were you gonna say, Brian?
1: I have two other things to bring up that I just remembered. If that's okay. Yes. No. <laughs> then I won't. No. Um the two things I wanna bring up are one I know this is like lame of me to say, but Friday the 13th is a stretch of a title for this. Um, I know that it happens on Friday the 13th, and I know that Jason's birthday is Friday the 13th, This happening on Friday the 13th is fine But they just like popped in a date there It has nothing to do with it It just happens that it happens on this day Also like Jason's birthday never really It's just the line of dialogue It like never actually comes into play in any way It's not like he like rises from the dead on Friday the 13th It's not like he only kills on his birthday Because he celebrates it opposed to his death day Like he it's not like his And then it happens on Friday the 13th Like it just happens to to be like june 13th of 1980 or whatever it is like i don't know that was great title and i'm and i'm happy it is but like it's a little bit of a stretch but like I, i i don't know what i expected but i i don't i don't know if i expect it to be just like you know a dead fish reason um the second thing i want to talk about is this is the horniest movie i may have ever seen that is not sexy at all there is nothing <laughs> sexy about this movie, uh, in the least. But like, it's like super horny, if that makes sense. Does that make Does that make sense what I'm saying?
0: No, it does, because they mm-hmm. play like the strip poker and whatever, and it's just like you. It's not really sexual. Everybody's just horny. Everybody's just trying to take. Yeah, off.
1: like even the stuff at the the, yeah, the strip monopoly. I think it's at the beach. Like when they were like jumping in the water and like it, you know, like it's just like not. Not that the movie has to make it sexy. I actually appreciate the fact that like they're just like normal horny teens. But like, man, which was like not the sexiest thing was just like I, I can't even like like even the sex scene is like there's nothing sexy about it. It's just like I'm going to put this here and we're going to feel good together. <laughs> like. <laughs> Wait, yeah, that's I,
2: not sexy?
1: <laughs> not the way they presented it. Um, <laughs> you
0: know, body, so. What would you say? You no know Jennifer's body. It's
1: yeah, funny. I mean, yeah, but even that, like, but that has a purpose of being the sex appeal that it has. I also think that this one has a purpose, too. I mean, I don't know, like, how skilled the director actually is and things like that, but, like, you know, the purpose is just, like, teens going to do what teens do, and unfortunately, like, the consequences are, like, little kids dying in lakes, but like, um I don't know, just like I thought that I'm not a I'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing. I just thought it was fascinating.
0: That things are just happening and it's just not Yeah, just like
1: at all yeah yeah and like but there was also no chemistry at all between any of them in any way possible it's not like the boyfriends and girlfriends like the kevin bacon character and his girlfriend were like there was no chemistry there even there was no uh, chem not even like not even like intense like anger chemistry between the guy and uh the guy and was it alice that is his like girlfriend i guess was gonna leave or not girlfriend like that wasn't defined and that's fine. That was unclear. I'm not, But like, they were just like, not even like a passionate disagreement where you can understand how they'd like, you know, you know, you know, bang it out after like arguing with each other. Like there was just like, no, there was nothing there. And I thought it was fascinating because of how horny this movie just is and is known as like the point of this movie is that like they were banging while her kid died. Like, And it was just like, I just thought it was fascinating. And I'm saying the same points over and over again, but I'm just like mesmerized by that, like, lack of like, I mean, I guess it's just lack of intimacy overall on purpose.
0: Maybe so. I mean, the overall point is just that we're just going to murder everyone. So everybody. And that, and that with a twist at the end and that'd be that, but. I also find it fascinating, Brian, when you were talking about the fact that Jason's mask doesn't even come up until the third movie. You say,
1: mm-hmm. and yeah, it's just so cool that.
0: that was the thing that stuck because I'm I have seen bits and pieces of the other Friday the Thirteenth, and like you said, it's like the saw chain, and the first one is like great, and then they just kind of get progressively worse or whatever, you know. But it's like When you got to that mask, though, it was like, oh, yeah, we're all here. And now we're going to make 80,000 movies with this as the face of the chain. And we're going to pit him up against all of the rest of the horror movie, you know, whatever's the Freddy's and the Michael Myers. But it's just interesting that it didn't take until or that didn't pick up until the third movie. And that was the thing that was like, oh, yeah, this is good. Even if (laughs) the story and the plots and everything go down the chain. We still have the mask and that's going to be our staple. Yeah, It's <laughs> mm-hmm. just crazy.
1: Totally wild,
0: wild, wild, wild. Well, any, any other thoughts about this? I'm we trying to zoom through it in my brain and see. It's just a lot of killings.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was just, um, I really enjoyed it. I, I, you know, I have I had different expectations for all these movies that I'm watching for the first time, like Black Christmas. Like, um, <laughs> like I mean, we didn't do it for the podcast, but I recently watched Halloween for the first time, like we talked about. Like, it's very interesting to see what my expectations are based on the fact that, like, I know the history of these a little bit more than, like, actually having seen them. And this one, I would say, um, I would say this one lived up to the hype more so than... Um, maybe some other ones, but I also, I didn't, I didn't know what my expectations were for this one. Cause I knew the, I don't know, but I, I, I enjoyed it.
2: Yeah. What about you, Jamie? Yeah. Overall, like I said, like a, a good solid intro to a slasher chain cannot vouch for all of them, but no. highly recommend Jason X. <laughs> if you like, spa- if you like space,
0: if you like space. Then we have to <coughs> an entire episode of just Jamie talking about Jason X.
2: <laughs> I would be more than happy to talk about this movie. It's just so, it's so good. That's all. I'm so sorry.
1: Well, should we guess the Rotten Tomatoes score of this one? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Rotten Tomatoes game. All right. Nikisha, what, what do you think in the score is here?
2: 89. Ooh.
1: Jamie, what's your uh, round tomatoes guess?
2: 73.
1: Okay. Um, and then uh, well, the answer is 64. Oh, wow. Rather quaint by today's standards, Friday the 13th still has a chair of bloody surprises and a 70s holdover aesthetic to slightly compel.
0: Slightly compel.
1: Yeah. However, slightly compelled. I do need to read all of these percents to you right now. I'll, I'll skip Jason X just in case we do it here. But, yeah. okay, this was 64%. Part two is 28%. Part three, where they introduce the mask, is 7%. Part four, the final chapter, I believe, is uh, 20%. Part five, Friday the 13th, The New Beginning, is 19%. Part six, Jason Lives, is 48%. We're, we're on the upswing here. Uh, then we'll go back down to 33% for part seven, The New Blood, then uh, we got eight percent for Friday the Thirteenth Part Eight. Jason takes Manhattan. Um, <laughs> yes. Then we skip from eighty nine, eight 1989 to nineteen eighty three for Jason goes to hell. The final Friday. That's a sixteen percent. Um, then we have skip from ninety three to two thousand two. We have Jason X, which I'll skip. Um, Freddie versus Jason, which is forty one percent, and then the Friday the Thirteenth, the new one from 2009 was twenty six percent. So these movies are not uh, uh, cr- critical darlings, if you will, um, <laughs> but fascinating stuff.
0: That is fascinating.
1: Cool. Should we do this? The uh, the the four S's. Yes.
2: Yes.
1: The talking S's. <laughs> okay, so the four S's stands for Skulls, Scares, Shakes, and Suggestions. Um, let's start with Skulls. How well does it deal with human behavior and mental health? Um, Nikisha, let's start with you.
0: Well, Jamie went on her whole stint about <laughs> the dissociative episodes. So I'm going to say a four. All
1: right, Jamie.
2: I'm going to say a two because it was silly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, I don't know how well they really address it, but like, you know, they're clearly featuring that she's going through something. So a two from me.
1: Sure. I'm going to put a three just to go in between you two. Um, Cause like the kids were scared, I guess, I don't know. Scares. How scary was this movie?
0: I want to think of the time period that this came out in and say a seven because it was a lot of gore. As it's 2021 and we are all desensitized or whatever, it's it was like a two. You know, I wanted more blood. I wanted more killings. But for it being 1980, I would give it a seven. So I'll keep it a seven. All right, Jamie? Uh...
2: I, I mean, two. Sure. <laughs> not, yeah, not scary.
1: Yeah, I'll give this a, a three. Not nah, this was, I enjoyed it, but like, it wasn't scary at all. And I, I bet in 1980 it was. I agree with you, Nikisha, but for me, this one was just like enjoyable to watch. I didn't like, sque- it wasn't squeamish or anything like that.
0: No. All
1: right, shakes. How will you shake it off? Will you shake it off this forgettable?
0: I mean, I've always remembered that ending <laughs> scene, even though it wasn't scary, uh, and I think that's pretty classic. And the twist
2: is classic, so I'll give it a five.
1: Sure, Jamie.
2: I will give it a four for the same reasons.
1: Yeah, I'll best. I'll give it a six for the same reasons, and just like I feel like because I was older when I watched it for the first time, I'll definitely remember it a lot more and and then with the history of it and all that stuff. And the fact that he doesn't, there's no like Jason in this movie was like, I knew that like, again, I knew that was going to happen, but also it's just like, I think it's a fascinating thing that like the true good one in the series is the one that like, doesn't feature any of the things we know to be true about the series. Mm. All right. Suggestions. Jamie, should we start with you?
2: Um, Sure so I have a lot of different thoughts in my big old brain. Um, So in terms of like, in terms of a, a, another movie that I think has another final girl in it, but like different since I was thinking about space before I'm going to recommend alien as one. I have a couple, so I'm going to like, you know, throw them all out. So that's, that's one as like another, uh, you know, old classic, not old, but like classic horror movie. Um, yeah. So there's that, um, in terms of like, you know, poking fun at some of this, so more like, uh, horror comedy world. Um, I have two, uh, cabin in the woods, Mm-hmm. And the final girls, which is like more specifically like poking fun at slasher films and final girls and all of the tropes. Um, so those are all of my recommendations.
1: Cool. Nikisha?
0: Yes. My initial thing when I was watching this, I was like, oh, this is American Horror Story 1984. So I'm gonna suggest that. And I might get banned for saying this, but I loved that season. I will say the only other American Horror Story season I have watched was season one, Murder House, which mm-hmm. I also played, but I haven't watched any of like Coven or whatever. So when I watched 1984, if you just love cheesy and all the tropes like Jamie was was talking about, then I think it's fun to watch because you're like, oh, yeah, they're playing into all of the stereotypes, all of the tropes of all of these 1970, 1980 horror movies. So definitely American Horror Story 1984. And then what I mentioned earlier, the video game Dead by Daylight, because you can choose if you want to be the killer or survivor. And Jason is one of the killers you can choose to be. And it's the same premise as Jamie was talking about with the Friday the 13th game. of They each have special powers and that allows you to like capture people. And especially when they were in Friday the 13th where we're trying to get like the generators going and stuff like that's what you do as Mm. a fiver in the game you have to like find all the generators and like turn them on and like find the car and fix the car so you can like escape the place I don't think you can actually kill the killer you just all have to escape if I'm not mistaken but yes a fun game to play if you want to continue on and be a final girl or be a killer (laughs)
1: um i'm going to suggest i've never seen it actually but i'm assuming that sleepaway camp is a slasher movie um that has horny teens um so from the 80s it just seems like the right one to select for this even though i've actually never seen it I, it's on my list i'm just gonna say sleepaway camp for that one
2: mm, we should make you wear a dunce cap for suggesting a movie that you haven't seen
1: i feel like we do that all the time here
2: what make you wear a dunce cap
1: yeah (laughs) um uh anyway um yeah that brings us the end of our episode thanks everyone nikisha take it away
0: yes well you have to tell us where they can listen to us brian oh
1: yeah you can find us on things like spotify apple podcasts rate and review us there five stars please
0: and thank you gracias Yes, yes. And you can follow us at Talk Horror Pod on Instagram or Twitter. Let us know what you're listening to, which one you choose. Tag us. Give us some suggestions of some things. We have been getting in some suggestions of other movies to talk about. So let us know your thoughts, guys. Let us know what you want to hear more of. We appreciate your opinions, and we appreciate all of you guys who are listening to us.
2: Yeah, and- especially you Friday the 13th nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yes have a special place in our hearts
0: so sign <laughs> off quote guys what do you what do you want to do Gail, one Gail. Gail. wait do that one more time that was actually professional. <laughs> absolutely thank you guys